This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And this week, we're going to be talking about uh, your life purpose and specifically myths around life purpose that it makes sense to let go of so that we can truly have access to what it means to be fulfilled and to feel on track in our life. So one of the things that I notice with people when they're working on their life purpose is that they have life purpose and their vocation mixed together. They think that these two things are the same thing. So um, if you were one of these people, I'm going to talk a little bit about why they are separate or it's best to separate them first before moving on. Um, to making your life purpose, your vocation, if it even gets there. So what happened is, is that I think it's because we are such a incredibly career driven society that um, it automatically, we think that our purpose is going to be a job. But I think it's also because people want to feel more fulfilled at life. And then the answer became, well, find out your life purpose. And if you know your life purpose, then maybe you can then be more fulfilled in your work. And then the two became connected with each other. Your life purpose then became your way of really finding meaningful work. And it is a wonderful tool in finding um, meaningful work. And I definitely think that if you want to have meaningful work, knowing your life purpose makes that so much more possible. But some people actually have a very strong sense of their life purpose, but it doesn't translate specifically into a job. Let me give an example of that. So let's say that a person, um, I was actually speaking with the other day and their, their purpose was to open up people's hearts. That's what they felt deeply connected to. You could feel a lot of energy there for that person. So say that that is your, you know, purpose is to really open people's heart. Now that could look like a lot of different jobs. That you could do that while working at a post office. You could do that while working at a restaurant. You could do that by, you know, doing therapeutic work. You could do that by being an accountant. So what the person does might have more to do with their skills, um, in their training, uh, and the opportunities they have access to. That, those might be the ways to decide the vocation. It's a little bit more of a practical decision, but it's based on this idea of, you know, what, what inspires you the most and what is it that you are truly deeply connected to. And once you get in contact with that deeper sense of like 
purpose, then you start to say, okay, how can I bring that into what I'm doing? Anything that I'm doing, whether it's my current job, whether it's looking for a future job, um, whether it's the way that I'm in my family, how can I have more of that in my life so that I can feel more deeply fulfilled? So if you're trying to figure out, you know, this particular dynamic, in other words, you might ask yourself, am I trying to figure out my life purpose, that deeper sense of meaning that's going to propel me forward? Or am I trying to figure out my next career move? That's the question to ask. And once you ask yourself, you know, okay, is, is this really about finding the deeper meaning and significance in my life and what I feel called to contribute to? Or is this about looking at, okay, do I want to shift careers right now? And um, my suggestion is if you say, oh, okay, yeah, I'm actually looking at a career move. I want to know, do I go in this direction or this direction? My suggestion would be to table that and begin to work on your life purpose or just revisit it. Some people are clear on it and they just need to revisit it. Once you revisit it, then you can bring it back to your career move, your decision in your career and see how it informs you, right? It's the alignment thing that I talk about. You first, you get yourself in alignment and then you look at the situation from that aligned perspective. And then that allows you the clearest insight in how to move forward. So I would like to just touch on a little bit about what life purpose is. And I've talked about this for sure on other shows, but I think that it's important to revisit. What really are we talking about when we're talking about life purpose? You know, if it's not a job, then I would say that it is what brings your life significance and meaning. Um, the thing that you do, you know, most naturally that also leaves you most fulfilled. Uh, the connection to the deeper truth of who you are. Those are all things that um, you could call a life purpose. Right. And I think that there's this really wonderful um, quote from Viktor Frankl that I'd love to share with you. Okay. When the impossibility of replacing a person is realized, it allows the responsibility which a man has for his existence and its continuance to appear in all its magnitude. A man who becomes conscious of the uh, responsibility he bears towards a human being who affectionately waits for him or to an unfinished work will never be able to throw his life away. He knows the why for his existence and will be able to bear almost any how, right? So one of this is really cutting down deep in, in what brings us meaning. So it's through the recognition of, you know, knowing what the absence of a person means. When you, when you recognize what the loss of a person means, that you can actually understand the responsibility that you have towards all things in your life, right? So seeing that absence allows you to know your true, your true impact. 
And by knowing this true impact, it's like, that's your why that's your life purpose. It's drilling it down. What's your true impact? Right. And then because of knowing that true impact, you can find a way you can find a way to move forward. You can find a way to express that you can find a way to share that just kind of taking it, taking it up a notch. Right. So we're digging down deep to look at, you know, what is our, our contribution? It's a, and a lot of times we miss it because it's our natural contribution. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, that later. It's, that's just orientation to how deep your life purpose can go. And um, another myth around life purpose is that it can only be one thing, right? So it's often because people overlap, right, their, their career and their life purpose, they think that they're supposed to do a specific thing. Like, a, you know, a, a life purpose can sometimes be as simple as, you know, an occupation, Kind of like when, when kids think about it, you know, it's just like, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? Or, right. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a ballerina. I want to run a bank, you know? So what, what is it that you, it, that becomes, um, kind of a symbol of, you know, the purpose of the person's life, but it's off as adults that it becomes, you know, uh, a bit of mistake because we're, we're not thinking as symbolically there. You know, kids are, are thinking a lot of times very symbolically. So when we, when we start to make that confusion, we, we, once again, we start to look for that specific thing that we're going to do. That's going to bring us that sense of purpose, meaning fulfillment. And that's virtually impossible to find because there's nothing external to us that is really going to do that. You know, there's a way that we interact with the external world so that we can actually, you know, feel more meaningful and feel more purposeful. But ultimately, that's an inside job. So when people do this, a lot of times they might set a, a very unrealistic goal for themselves. This is the way that it blocks people, right? So it blocks us when we start to say, okay, well, my purpose is to become let's say a ballerina, right? My purpose is to become a ballerina. Okay. Well then what if something happens? What if, you know, I don't have the physical coordination to do it? Or if, um, you know, I'm not able to get the training at the right age or something like that. Well, then a person might come to the conclusion that they missed the boat, that they're one of the people, uh, who just doesn't get to have their life purpose. But it's really a function of the way that the person's looking at it. So when you look at it that way and you have this one outcome versus this deeper sense of meaning, then it, you know, it creates some challenges. So what, what you can do is start to feel into what a purpose-driven life might look like. Right. So when you connect to that deeper level of meaning, that deeper sense of truth of what is your contribution, then quite often what you what it could look like in the world could be 
multiple different options and they could all be equally satisfying. And what this allows us to do is to have the agency to be able to choose what it is that we want. Right? And that is huge. That is huge because we go from feeling like what we truly want is out of reach because of the way that we've defined it to uh, our, it being within our reach because now we've opened up these, these options that are going to be truly and deeply fulfilling. So one of the ways to drill down and get at that is not to narrow things down too quickly. And so what you do is you ask why essentially, right? So, um, you say, why does that idea appeal to me? What is it about that idea that appeals to me or that outcome that appears appeals to me? And so by finding out the, what, what it is that is, um, attracting you, you learn more about that deeper life purpose. So that's the process that I go through with clients a lot of times is by finding, asking questions about what it is that they're focusing on, we can drill down and get to what it is that is most significant and fulfilling for them. So that's a really, a really important twist. So if you say, oh, wow, I've, I've really, I've come to think that, you know, I, my purpose will be fulfilled if I have this specific career or I reach this certain level in my job, then ask yourself, well, what is it about reaching that level? Or what is it about doing that with your career that is so significant to you? And a lot of times that drills down to those core values that we've talked about and how we can use those core values to ex express who it is that we are. So it's really important with these first two to make sure that you're, you're not limiting yourself too much. Um, right out of the bat by thinking about it being something very specific rather than it being like they're like clues. It's like we're looking for clues and, and each thing that we're attracted to and that we see and that we're, we're wanting, you know, is a clue about what we're all about and what will bring us this deeper sense of meaning. Okay. So the two pieces to remember from that are, you know, make it clear about whether or not you are thinking about you, a career move or trying to figure out your life purpose. Right? And then allow yourself the opportunity to either connect with or explore your life purpose before revisiting your career move, if that's the case. And then ask yourself what it is that is appeals to you in a particular idea. And when, when you ask yourself that, start to draw out the core elements that really give yourself significance and meaning. Right. And back to Viktor Frankl, those are the things that it's just like are noticed 
Those are noticed. Those are the contributions you naturally miss, uh, um, uh, make that are missed if, if you're not present anymore. Right. Those, what we might consider sometimes to be not as meaningful, even we might write them off. We might be able to put them aside, but they have so much significance and meaning, um, for, for the people on the other side of them. And of course, uh, through that, when we connect with that for us. So, uh, that's, we're going to take a quick break here. And then I'm going to come back and talk a little bit more about, you know, what it is that you can do about your life purpose. And specifically, we'll talk about, you know, the idea that you have to find your life purpose before you can start living it. And really that that actually isn't the case. So we'll talk a little bit more about that when I come back from this first break. Are you craving positive change in your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for your personal development. And she has just made her work more accessible with her LifeWork virtual program. This powerful subscription program will get you on the path of fulfillment. Go to katesiner.com. Work with her and choose LifeWork Virtual from the list. Use code LWV67 and your first month is only $67. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. Are you ready to step into your greatest potential? Your potential for joy love, success, and fulfillment? Dr. Kate Siner's LifeWork virtual program is an easy path to the life of your dreams. You will learn powerful healing exercises, grow from rich transformational experiences, and learn to bring it all out into your daily life while being supported by a like-minded community of people and guided by Dr. Kate's mentorship. The LifeWork Virtual Program helps you create profound change in a manageable 15 minutes a day. Real Answers listeners can get their first month, which includes live mentoring, for only $67. Email admin at katesiner.com to sign up. Space is limited for this special offer. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and we've been talking about life purpose. And specifically, um, we've been talking about the idea that your life purpose can only be one thing, and that it's often confused with our vocation, and so what to do about that. 
So now I want to talk about the idea that we have to find our life purpose before we can start living it. So one of the things that people do is they put life purpose, we, I don't know, we, in our mind, we put life purpose out in front of ourselves, right? It's like this idea we're going to attain this thing, but it's actually an inside thing. Um, and it's, it's intimately connected with what we love most, right? It's a natural expression of who we are. That's why it feels so good is because it's what we do most naturally. Now that doesn't mean there aren't things that we refine and skills that we learn that allow us to live it to a greater degree or anything like that, right? That is very true, but at its core, it's what we love most. It's that natural expression of who we are. So we can get started in any given moment. And what you notice when you allow yourself and you consciously, you know, do something that you love is what you notice is that you uh, feel good. And that gives more incentive to keep going. Right? We naturally feel good when we're expressing ourselves this way. So we don't need to wait to have a purpose-driven life. All we really need to do is to determine what we love and do it as often as possible. Well, I... It, I think it's so important to, to note this. And I, I do, I mention this often because I think we're still undoing, um, some of the work, <laughs> some of the, the influence that, um, psycholo- psychology has had. And the reason that I think it needs to be undone is that we have spent a lot of time focusing on what doesn't work. And it is amazingly healing to do what we love and to do it as often as possible. Amazingly healing. In fact, sometimes it can be hard because when we do what we love, it can bring us to tears and so we can reconnect with parts of ourselves that we weren't connected to before. It's like a homecoming. And in that homecoming, you know, there can be a, a form of sadness So what we do is it's like in doing what it is that we love in being able to just embrace as much as possible, the joy, the flow, the ease in life, we start to naturally express it's, it's a very natural process. Um, what we've done is sort of on top of this thing that naturally flows and expresses itself. We've sort of created a bunch of obstacles and, and cardboard boxes until it's built up to be virtually unreachable by us. But in, in, at its heart or in truth, it's actually a very easy expression. It's the most natural thing that we can do. But we cover it up. It looks like this. So we we start out naturally expressing ourselves in a a relatively unrefined way. And as we um, uh, 
express ourselves in this unrefined way, we often get feedback. This is when we're children, we get feedback from the world. And that feedback says, that's not acceptable and that's not, and you need to act this way. And we get all these conditions put on us and they serve a couple different purposes. Um, one is um, they unfortunately can shut us down. And number two is they also define um, and, and start to structure and develop some of who we are. So they, as much as they're, they can be painful and problematic, they also have a positive function as well. So as we go through that sort of restrictive type experiences, we can walk away with it, with this idea that we, that's how it's done. It's done in this sort of, you know, structured way. We have to find some way to get ourselves to conform uh, to how we're supposed to be. You know, and in, in some, you know, uh, psychological disciplines, that's called the core or, I mean, that's called the mask or the persona. And we're, we're supposed to kind of adjust ourselves in that way. And then, then it becomes a matter of we're doing that adjustment on a regular basis and we don't have access to that kind of flowing nature that we have. Right. So. There are other ways to create that kind of structure and growth and understanding that are not quite as detrimental, but oftentimes we've gone through a number of different experiences that have told us that um, we need to find a way to be happy that has to do with that um, rigid structure. So it's the undoing of that that <laughs> is actually more challenging. And we can sort of sometimes, sometimes bypass it by being able to connect in with what it is that we love, even what we like. Sometimes people can't figure out what they love. It just seems like too big of a word. They haven't had enough practice. So sometimes it can just be something that you like and then pursuing it and seeing, do I really like this or did I just think I liked this? And as we kind of go through that process, we learn, and that would actually be the process that we might do as children, um, is if we got a different kind of feedback, we might be able to say, oh, do I really like this? Or is this just temporary like, or is it a sort of like, and we would learn kind of how to express ourselves and how we are, how we are fully expressed. And um, because oftentimes and we haven't succeeded in doing that. Um, then we, we wind up not really being able to get access to that deeper part. So we say, okay, well, let's do it now. Let's look at what we like and what we love now. And let's look at how we can do it as often as possible. And let's look at tasks that maybe we don't really like, or even a job that maybe we don't really like. And let's look at how to do more of what we love inside of that get creative about how to do more of the things that we love. Okay. So uh, once again, we'll, we'll look at limited thinking. Limited thinking says I have this job that I don't like and therefore I'm not able to do what I love, right? That's a pretty common statement from people. So if you look at it that, okay, you're able to do what you love, like let's look at the things that you truly love to do that are true expression of who you are. 
How can you in any way, shape or form bring those things into your current current situation? That can be reminders of them. That can be a, a different approach to the way that you work with people. It can be a whole bunch of different things. But you start to think creatively about how you can bring those things that you love you know, more, more completely into your life. Right. So moving on to uh, myth number four, um, only a fortunate few live their life purpose, right? Maybe this is, this is what this sounds like most of the time. Maybe I'm not one of those people that, that really gets to be fulfilled in my work. Or maybe, you know, some people don't really have a purpose. Maybe I'm one of those people. And this can be a little bit tricky. So once again, we need to differentiate here. So um, at, at this point in time, it is more of a fortunate few who integrate their career and their life purpose. Okay. Um. And th- that, you know, that can be a really, it can be a really wonderful thing to have your career and your life purpose be the same thing. Um, however, it isn't always, you know, sometimes people can find that that creates its own set of challenges. Right. So in one hand, it's like, yeah, there are a few, like there aren't as many people who are able to connect their career to their life purpose at this point in time, just because of where we kind of uh, are societally. But if we are able to recognize that our life purpose is a combination of about what we most care about, what we love to do, what we value, right? Then we always have an option to live our life purpose. Always, even if it doesn't become part of our career. In fact, that becomes much less important. You know, we crave the ability to have our livelihood connected to something that has purpose and meaning, right? But the way that that happens is often too narrowly defined. So it's important that we learn to incorporate our life purpose into our lives as many ways as possible. And that is possible for everyone, regardless of the limitations. We, we have access to ourselves um, and we can do the excavating ne- necessary so we have access to ourselves and we also, you know, have the ability to make small choices that can make a really huge difference in what it is, um, in how we feel about the way that we're able to live our life purpose. So we're back again to that place of Doing more of what we love or figuring out what we care most about, right? That we love most to do and that we value the most and then moving from there. So let's break that down a little bit more. 
So figuring out what you care most about. You know, for this, for people, a lot of times I ask them the question, like, if you could change one thing in the world, what would that be? Right. And that's a way of getting at what is it that you care most about? And it can also be like uh, looked at as priorities. What are your priorities in your life? They can tell you your career is going to look a lot different if you value freedom or time with your family um, than it is going to be if you value, you know, um, a certain income level um, or even a certain type of contribution to the world. You know, um, you want to make a huge impact in an area that might be very time consuming. You know, and sometimes people come up against these priority um, conflicts in themselves and they have to decide what is truly most important to them. So what is it that you care most about? And find ways, think creatively. Once again, think outside the box, find ways that you can bring that into everything that you do. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to strengthen your work and it's going to open up opportunities. Opportunities where you can see, it's like you can see things that you couldn't see before. And then when it comes, we talked about this a little bit more, like doing what you love most to do. Find ways to do that. Advocate for yourself. If it's at work, if there are certain tasks you're particularly good at or ones that you really dislike, advocate for yourself. Same thing in, in other areas of your life. Like we are lucky enough. To live in a world where, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of choice. And, um, you know, even inside of our family, we can make choices about, you know, who does what, um, or how our time is spent, how we're going to do things. So, you know, we can figure out ways of doing more of what we love to do. And it's the beautiful thing about, you know, having other people around because sometimes they love to do things that you don't love to do. And then everybody is happier. Right now, also, when you do more of what you love to do, there, there's a way that that people can use this to kind of shut themselves down a little bit, too. So this is I can only do what I love to do. Right. If I'm not doing what I love, to, uh, I love to do, then somehow there's a problem. There's a problem with me. There's a problem with the world, whatever. And it's a little bit different than that, where you could say, when you do what you most love to do, you have more energy, you feel better. And then the things that you don't love as much, they sort of just dissipate, roll off your back, become easier to deal with, right? So it's that kind of change. So uh, the next part is what do you value? And I really specifically always look at values. I can't get enough of values work with people. I I believe it is fundamental to our well-being to understand what our values are and that what we're able to do and how we're able to craft our life from knowing our values is incredible. There's so much that can be done. So knowing what it is that we value, what's, what's important to us, right? 
is a way to translate that, like what we care most about. But it can also be like, well, what are the values that are most important to me? How am I going to approach, you know, each and everything that I do? It's you become the craft, the craftsman of your own life. So in, in becoming that craftsperson of your own life, you can say, yeah, you know, it's really important. Like this is, this is the aesthetic that I'm working with. These are the, these are the tools that I use. And, and you, and you create your own unique life out of that. Right. So those are connecting you in with how you can, you know, how you can create more of your life, the more of the life that you want right away. So dispel the myth that you have to get there before you can start or that only a few get to do this. And drill down into what it is that's most important. When you drill down into what's most important, find creative ways. Find creative ways to be able to express that deeper purpose, that deeper meaning. And what I find so fascinating about, you know, the the world, so to speak, is that we, we can look out there and over and over again, what we think is impossible becomes possible or somebody's already even done it by the time that we think about it. And um, it, it gives this great hope that whatever it is that we're wanting to create that seems like it is an impossibility or, you know, it's off the table as an option. If, if we do the work necessary in shifting our, in shifting ourselves, then we start to see more and more of those opportunities show up in front of us of those different ways show up in front of us. And that is a truly wonderful thing, right? So if we get started living our life purpose, we will find more examples of and more ways to and more support around how to do that, how to do that um, in a way that's really effective. Okay. So we're going to go to another commercial break and then come back and talk about uh, another myth related to um, your life purpose and what you can do about it. So I'll talk to you right after this commercial break. Craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. 
Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Are you craving positive change in your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for your personal development, and she has just made her work more accessible with her LifeWork virtual program. This powerful subscription program will get you on the path of fulfillment. Go to katesiner.com, work with her, and choose LifeWork Virtual from the list. Use code LWV67, and your first month is only $67. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and we have been talking about life purpose and specifically the myths that are connected to life purpose that kind of stop us from being able to realize it. And um, the next myth is about <clears throat> you being able to figure it out on your own, right? So it kind of seems like common sense that we're able to fill out and, we, you know, we're able to figure out our life purpose because, you know, I just told you that it was deeply connected to who you are, that it's a natural expression of who you are, and all of that kind of stuff. So, of course you should be the person that is able to figure it out and have access to it. And um, that is true. Ultimately, you are the person that is going to do that. But sometimes it is really difficult for us to see it because we are so connected to it. You know, one of the things that can happen is people can devalue what it is that they have to offer. They just think, oh, well, that's not really that important. They don't realize how, you know, they've got something that someone else doesn't have, that their contribution is significant and important because they're overlooking it as being easier, commonplace, or, you know, whatever. Everyone can do that. It's not a big deal. So part of what needs to happen is to be able to look at ourselves almost through another person's eyes and then to be able to see what it is that, um, you know, what it is that uh, we really are. Like it's like through that other person's eyes, we're able to gain this clarity, gain this access to, you know, who we really are. 
And so when I'm, when I'm working with people very often, I give them a series of exercises. I ask them questions and I basically say, just answer these questions. Don't think too much about it. Cause so often I see people, they get worried and stressed. Am I going to give the right answer? Is this? And the thing is, is it's always perfect if they just write it down. Just the first thing that comes to mind. Right. And what happens is as soon as I get and I take that information and I reflect back what I've heard, clients, it's like they see themselves. They're able to like they perk up. They're like, oh, and they start to and it's a journey. Granted, you know, we're going to continually understand ourselves more and more. But there's this way that when it comes from an outside source, we get clarity about it. It's actually a function. A lot of um, therapeutic techniques work that way. We're able to, you know, gain insight through that, making something external and then taking it back in. So even the process of just writing down, you know, some of our thoughts can, can help us do that. So it's really important that if you feel stuck around this and you're kind of mucking around, that you start to look for the support that will be helpful for you. And I mean, there are some really fabulous books that are out there on how to, you know, discover your life purpose. And I, I, by all means, explore those. And I think that it is also helpful if you get someone who can do that with you. Uh, even if that is a friend or a family member, maybe someone who's interested in it as well. And you learn how to just give back what that person has said to you, right? This is an, uh, there's no judgment here. It's not about, you know, that person getting it right or you getting it right or anything like that. It's a process in order to facilitate clarity. So, you know, getting that kind of external support, both with how do I start to engage? What are the questions that I ask in order to get connected with my life purpose? Right. So that's one form of help. And then the other is how can I get clarity on this? So I'm not overlooking the obvious, right? That I'm not overlooking what it is that I have to offer because I've become so used to thinking that it couldn't possibly be that, right? That's all that conditioning that we go through that says, you know, okay, well, nope, you know, yeah, sure, that feels right to you, but that's not really it. And we see that so much. I mean, it's such a, there's such a great example in the, in the school systems at this point in time. You know, the way that we are teaching kids to learn, um, and engage with information and, um, engage with their own life is, is really off kilter. Uh, they're doing, you know, more and more homework. Uh, a lot of times that's less and less meaningful. And, um, and there's this, you know, the way that the system's set up can often put either too much pressure on kids or, you know, not, you know, not enough engagement. And, um, this, these are really big problems. And that's just one example of how we get off track with our life purpose. Because we're continually taught that, okay, well, you know, if you're doing it right, if you're doing life right, if you're, you know, you're getting the right answers, 
you're performing well. You know, there isn't very much about, well, how is this, is this experience feeling on track for you? Are you able to develop, you know, this concept, this idea, this focus in a way that, you know, is effective, right? Because there's, there are things that are more effective than others that are as effective, but that is also in alignment with who you really are. Once again, we go back and we undo this process. That's a lot of times, you know, what we're doing. We're like kind of going back and saying, oh, well, that didn't work so well. I kind of got off track along the way. And so maybe I need to, you know, revisit, you know, how I, what my life purpose is, how I'm approaching things. And a part of that is instead of having the outside world, mirror back what it is that you need to do in order to meet external expectations. We have a process where the outside world mirrors you back so that you can figure out how to meet external expectations, right? It's a different process. And in that we become so much more self-aware and so much more able to make positive choices in our life and move towards our life purpose. So let's just take a recap of this from the top. Okay. So in looking at um, the myths to let go of and what to do about it, first thing, separate career from life purpose. Work on developing that deeper connection to self that is to your life purpose and then make the decision on what to do in your career. Okay. Know that your life purpose isn't about doing one thing. It's about doing more about what you love and how you can get there is if you have an idea or a job or something like that, that appeals to you, ask yourself, you know, why that, or what is it about that idea that appeals? And so drill down and find what's truly meaningful for you. And then for, you know, uh, you know, start right away, essentially is what I'm saying. Start by doing what you love or what you like, if you don't know what you love and start finding ways to bring that in as much as possible. You can let go of the idea that only a fortunate few of the people out there get to live their life purpose and then instead start to think creatively about what it is you care the most about, what you love to do the most, and how you can best live your values in your life. And finally, letting go of the idea that you need to figure it out on your own and beginning to put the support in place that you will help you be able to truly see yourself and the value that you are bringing to the world. 
Okay. So a little bit about how you can find your life purpose. And I actually, next month, I'll be letting you know a little bit about this, but I'll be uh, having a a morning mindset series on uh, finding your life purpose. So I'll let you know a little bit more about that as it gets closer to the time. So you can sign up. That's a, that's a free series. And then I also want to let you know about my LifeWork virtual program. So my LifeWork virtual program is a really wonderful online personal development program. Um, it comes with weekly tasks uh, that you can use to kind of grow your insight as well as some self-paced study. And you get regular support from me as you go through the process. So you're really getting, you know, expert guidance and support that is adjusted to your needs. Um, so the LifeWork virtual program, you can find it through my website. Um, and that would be, uh, katesigner.com and then work with me and then LifeWork virtual. You can also email me at admin at katesigner.com. That's where you can ask some questions about the program and find out a little bit more. We can send you some videos or some, some information to let you know what exactly, um, you can, uh, expect from that program, but really a wonderful opportunity um, to, to grow and develop yourself. So one of the reasons that I'm so incredibly, uh, I find life purpose to be such a compelling topic. Uh, it's a topic that I hear very frequently from my clients and uh, that there's this, this quest, this desire to create more significance and more meaning in their life. And uh, what becomes so important about it for me is that the more people are having that sense of meaning and that sense of purpose, the it's a, it's just a, a positive impact. It's an automatic positive impact that goes out into the world. It's like there are happier people doing things that they love, creating things that make other people happy so that they can do what they love. And so it really is a healing and uh, positively transformational process that goes out into the world. So I'm hoping that these tips from today allow you to step into your life purpose in a deeper and more fulfilling way so that you can, you know, kind of be that force of, of change in, in your life and in the lives of those people that you care about. So that's all for this week of Real Answers. And I will be talking to you uh, next week. And I look forward to talking with you then. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.